0: What does motion sound like?
1: With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at slash socks Hey everyone and welcome back to Take About. We are so happy to have you. This is episode 13. Which, ironically enough, is actually one of both of our lucky numbers.
2: A lot, like 13. Oh my
1: god, I didn't introduce us.
2: It's, it's okay, it's okay, it's not a big deal. They know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping this in. Oh my god. 13 is usually like an unlucky number, and like in hotels and stuff, they never have like a 13-4 and stuff. So, it's always funny, like when me and Sydney say that, or it amuses me at least when Sydney and I say that we have a lucky number 13. Yeah. It's always been a lucky number for my family. So I don't know how it really started, but it's always been, and it kind of stuck with my mom and, my, and her parents, so it kind of always stuck with me.
1: I think 13 was the number of one of my dad's uniforms. So, I think, really? that's, where, I think that's where it started for our family.
2: What do you mean?
1: So, my dad plays when he was younger he played sports. He was like the most fantastic football player. Yeah. He was like a he was a catcher for like nine years and and he like wrestled and played football, like huge, huge uh,
2: sports fanatic what's that? (laughs) Sports, I don't know what that is.
1: I only know theater.
2: (laughs) We're on the Broadway.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I think that's where it started for our family. So yeah, we love 13 here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And today, uh, you may know because of the title, if you read it, we have Anthony Rosenthal, who is a great friend of Sydney and I's who I believe I actually like maybe one of us met Anthony when we were 13 I don't know it was just a (laughs) random thing that I thought of when I heard 13 but yeah he's awesome and he's our age and he was in falsettos so it was good to catch up with him because you know all these kids it's fun to keep in touch with them and see how we transition together
1: Yeah, it's great because he's a fellow teenage actor, but he's also, like, experienced being a child actor. And we'll talk about this in the episode. He talks about how he landed his roles in A Christmas Story, Newsies, and, obviously, Falsettos. And we love Anthony. He's, like, the funniest guy. Whenever we all go out to dinner together, he just, like, makes the entire table laugh. So, yeah, yeah, he's the best. And and we can't wait.
2: I also wanted to mention something because... On our Instagram, for those of you who follow it, I'm not sure if you guys have picked it up, but a patron of ours, Henry Friedman, has suggested that we play a game. And so yeah. every week, we're going to start putting a little question, I guess, on our Instagram story, and yeah. it's to guess and like make your entry of how many for-sures are going to be said in the entire episode between me, yes. Sydney, and the guest.
1: Yeah, uh, very smart idea.
2: Yeah, I love the idea. I, I just cracked up when I heard it of the idea, and I was like, this is amazing. Oh, um, for sure. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to start playing that, I guess, next week. I guess we can formally start it.
1: Yeah, um, next week we'll formally start it. This is going to be fun. Oh, my God. And, and, like, do we have do we have a prize for anyone? Oh, basically, it's it's if you uh, guess how many for sure's we say without going over.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, closest to the for sure is without going over. Probably should have said that.
1: And we'll give them, like, a shout-out.
2: Give them a sh- Yeah, and who knows? Maybe if, like, it, there'll be, like, some other prize. I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. and I mean, as the as the episodes progress, who knows? Maybe the prizes will get bigger and bigger. Speaking of Patreon, we have a couple of shout-outs to make to our Ring of Keys holder tier, which uh, I think is a $20 tier. And above, yeah, the twenty dollars tier and above, basically, where if you are in this tier, you get a shout out in one of our podcast episodes. So, thank you so much to Henry Friedman, Brian Thompson, Lou Grummet, and PCC.
2: Yes, PCC is a new patron of ours, and they've made a very generous. They've been they're helping us a lot, so we're very thankful for them Mm -hmm. and what they're doing to help us with the podcast and eventually, like, basically helping you guys, too, get better content. So, yeah. uh, We're
1: beyond grateful.
2: Yeah. And speaking of, like, shout-outs and stuff on the Instagram stories and stuff, did you see that new little Broadway Podcast Network filter?
1: Oh, my gosh, I did. That's the coolest thing. How fun is that? So, you know how on Instagram stories, you get to put different filters, and sometimes the filters can be – it puts, like, a square above your head that, like – Rotates through a bunch of different like options, like for example, like which Broadway show are you? And Mm. it'll just rotate through like a bunch of different Broadway shows until it lands on one, and all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, I'm Cats the musical. (laughs) But like this filter is which Broadway podcast network podcast should I watch next? And so it has like our podcast on it. It has all of the Broadway podcast networks podcast on it. Wow, that's a tongue twister.
2: <laughs>
1: say that 10 times fast.
2: How many podcasters said this episode? Folks?
1: <laughs> the only podcast network <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's the coolest thing. It Our, our podcast is on an uh, Instagram story filter.
2: Yeah, so go check that out if you haven't. I tried for literally, when I saw it, I was just super excited. So, (laughs) of course, I had to try it until I got ours. And and I actually ended up getting ours, so I was very excited. And I got Josh Lehman, who was our first guest. Um, So I got his podcast, too.
3: Yes, Um, we love Josh.
2: Yeah, and the other thing, Sydney and I, before we started recording, we were just talking, and we were talking about Disney Plus and stuff like that. So it got me thinking of like of course Hamilton and like musicals and yeah. all of this. And speaking of our donors from PCC, recently Hulu has done a documentary of Freestyle of Supreme. And I watched that literally two nights ago. And I kid you not, they've been they've been actually like a group, like it's not the name of a show or anything. Like that's their group name. Mm-hmm. And they've been a group for like 15 maybe more years and they're part of the team that like bought the Broadway drama bookshop to keep that going and stuff like that so it's like Lynn Chris Jackson David and the other people that they brought in and it's just so so cool and this was before in the heights this was before all of this so lynn was a nobody and they literally were going around with this like flip camera basically and they were like filming them and they were like lynn and thomas kale he Mm -hmm. or tommy kale he they were walking in new york and stuff and people like were trying to look at them and like see if they're famous you know like they And they actually mentioned that they were like, look at these people trying to see if we're famous or not. Meanwhile, we're a bunch of nobodies just walking around because <laughs> we have a camera, so they think we're famous. And it's so funny. So it takes you like through that entire journey of like wow. even how Tommy Cale was introduced to Lynn and then he eventually directed In the Heights and Hamilton. It was just it was wild. So it's really cool. So everyone should go check that out. And the show itself is very fascinating. It's, wow. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Uh, I'll go check that out.
2: Yeah. No, did you see it. the show?
1: No, I haven't seen it yet.
2: Okay, so I was a little... I wanted to see more of the show, like, Mm -hmm. itself. But it did a good job because it did, like, the best freestyles of each member, kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, And even, actually, James Monroe Iglehart is even part of it. Oh, lit! Yeah, so, I mean, these people were just incredible. And it didn't have, like, the show itself, but it just had their whole journey of how they got to where they were and, like the steps and how literally this at the time, like three person group turned into like this 15 little member yeah. acting troupe basically. And then they stuck together and made in the Heights Hamilton and all this <laughs> stuff. Like it was crazy just yeah. because of this freestyle thing. And it, it, it was very fascinating. So everyone should go check that out for sure. Yeah. Should we turn it over to Anthony? Sorry. I know I've been rambling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's great. But yeah, let's turn it over to Anthony. Anthony, curtain up. Our guest today has done it all he has been on tour he's been on off broadway he's been on broadway he's been on tv you know him from his role as less in the first national tour of newsies his role as jason in the original broadway cast of falsettos and so much more he is the kindest and funniest guy alive and he's a great friend of eli and me everybody please welcome anthony rosenthal to the podcast
4: hey, anthony. Yeah. hey thank you for that glorious introduction <laughs>
2: Wow. Thank you so much. I didn't expect that. Dude, we're so excited because, I mean, look at us. It's like we're at Cheriscaria, you know, having some dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Just catching up again.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, That's right. Like, 15, 14 days before quarantine happened, we were all at this, like, giant buffet. And then we went to um, Six, the musical afterwards. And we were all like, it was your birthday. We celebrated your birthday, right? Didn't we, like, sing Happy birthday? Birthday? Yeah, I think we like brought you a cake and like sing happy birthday to you.
4: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I don't think it wasn't the day but it was like around that.
2: Yeah, right. it wasn't your
1: birthday but we celebrated your birthday there. That's crazy. That's crazy. I remember, yeah. I remember we were, like talking about what what was going on and just look at it now. Look it. Yeah. Like, look yeah. At <laughs> the
4: now. Seriously. Those dinners are great because that's what like those were like the times I'd see you and, and, and be able to catch up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. They were like the
2: only time we could all three be together.
4: Yeah, because I mean, I don't really see Eli at musical theater auditions that much. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I run into him at like a the TV and film one, but it's when we get to catch up and talk. Yeah, yeah I, mean, right? I was thinking the other day. So I moved to New York around, I think I was eleven, and I met you guys pretty soon after. I mean, I think I, I met you once or twice, Sydney, but for Eli, I saw him pretty consistently. So that would be like five years knowing. Yeah. Me. Which is weird. It's
2: kind of crazy to think about because I still remember us as, like, the high-pitched voice and, like, you know, just, like, seeing you guys, like, all the time at auditions and then you know now it's obviously there aren't many auditions that we can actually any auditions that we can actually go to to see each other yeah because that was kind of like the only times we could see each other because you know you were doing shows and we were just trying to like we don't go to the same school so we were just trying to catch up whenever we could and that was the time or at the dinners like we mentioned before
4: yeah Um, like i mean to the people listening like these two people like are my friends but i don't go (laughs) i don't see them consistently ever like I don't go to school with them I've never done a project with them so really Mm -hmm. like we we run into each other like a lot more than someone would normally run into each other but it's always just a a coincidence whenever that happens
2: yeah and it's always a treat like we always pick up where we left off it's never like weird or anything like that like it's always like something fun and we just love each other's company so I'm glad that we're here today and doing this yeah, oh, when fun. I when I
1: hang out with you guys, it's it's definitely when I laugh the hardest.
2: Yeah, it's right. A fun
1: time. And for those of you who don't know, like exactly what we're talking about, sometimes a bunch of Broadway kids will get together and like do this giant dinner and then go see a show. And it's just this really fun time. Thank you, John Canning. Those are the. I was just gonna
2: say shout out. <laughs> yeah, to that-, Mr. Canning. <laughs> <laughs> that normally
1: like funds all of this, but yeah, it- it's always a really fun time, and and that's just time that we can get together and i can't wait to do that with you guys again after yeah, this i know
2: is over. i'm so excited for broadway to reopen because like once it does i feel like you know oscar and everyone they're just gonna come for a visit we're just gonna have like this big reunion oh, i'm yeah. so excited for it
1: oh totally. yeah totally we have to figure out what we're gonna do
4: we'll be 40 and we'll finally <laughs> able to have that dinner <laughs> yeah, right
1: That's i true. know facts 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 okay anthony can you just for viewers to know, can you give a little bit of a backstory about how and when you got into acting?
4: Okay, well, when I first got interested in acting or first started acting? Both. both. Kind of tell your okay, story of like
2: both. what inspired you and then
4: how you did it. Okay, well, I all started when I was born. No. I- <laughs> Well, I've always liked theater, like, mainly because my sister did. We danced to Grease and Hairspray a lot and, like, High School Musical. (laughs) I started doing, like, community theater when I was seven, but it was when I was eight and we took a trip to New York. I started to find a passion for it because Mm. I saw Newsies. Funny enough. That
2: that was your first Broadway show that you saw?
4: Well, okay, it was my third. It was – all of them were Disney. I, I saw Mary Poppins when I was six. With okay and oh my then, god that's
3: so funny full circle
4: and then i saw lion king be- like shortly before newsies but it mm. silly and i really wanted to see newsies really badly it's kind of full circle because we almost didn't get tickets and then we convinced mom to just take us to a stage door like the day before we saw it and we, we saw the stage door and even get really excited and we just were like oh, i want to see this so bad and yeah. it, I was. I think I was maybe tap dancing I would do this like pretend tap dance I made up at that time, and then it caught the attention of Vanessa Brown. <laughs> you guys, yeah. But to the people listening, she's a, a child like a, a loved child wrangler,
1: the best. I mean, she
4: wrangled Sydney in my... Fun Home. Yeah. And who I run into all the time at Columbus Circle, like by girls. yeah yeah. So at this time, I we had no idea who she was. We still lived in California, and mm. she was like, hey, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how the conversation went down, but basically <laughs> she brought out the kid who played Les and introduced us. And was it the
1: original Les's?
4: Yeah, it was Matthew Schechter, I think. Oh,
1: Matthew, yeah. And
4: she offered us to take us like backstage. I don't know. I guess she saw something because she offered to take us backstage when we'd see it the next day. And this was like mind-blowing like for us. Wow. So I That's saw so it the next cool. day and I saw a kid in the show. And I was just like, oh, my God, that could be me. Got a backstage tour. We felt like the luckiest people in the world. Yeah, and that's basically what started it. After that, I started taking it really seriously. And luckily, we moved to Seattle Um, shortly after where there was the Fifth Avenue Theater, the regional theater in in Seattle, where I got Oliver when I was nine. So that was my first professional show. And when I was eight and Vanessa was talking to us, she was like, in two years, come back and audition for Les. Oh, wow. Newsies closed on Broadway. And we were like, ah, but hey, there's a tour. So I sent a video audition. And then when we got a chance to fly to New York for the callback, we again felt like the luckiest people in the world and 10 years old that's when i got to be in the tour and that, that was a really, real dream come true
1: and you were in the tour for nine months right
2: yeah that's awesome before we talk about the tour just to get this straight you saw mary poppins and lion king but it wasn't until newsies that you were really like wanting to do it like more right it, it was okay. it was. i mean i didn't remember mary
4: poppins that much because i was six yeah no it makes I, sense singing, I, I loved it but singing the the boy like less with all the, the newsboys performing and for just how much energy the show had like that's when it kind of clicked for me. Sure.
3: You
1: know, what's so weird. When I was auditioning for Matilda, this was when I was in the lab of Fun Home. I have mentioned this in another podcast, it was 11 callbacks, but something that I wanted so, 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 so badly if I got Matilda was to go see Newsies. It was the number one show that I wanted to see. I wanted to see it so, so bad. And then I didn't get Matilda, but then my brother Jake got Newsies. So then I got to see it 23 wow. times.
4: Oh
2: my god! Yeah, twenty three. No, it's times. the same
4: thing with my mom and sister because when we went to went to New York for my callback, we fortunately won the lottery in between my first and second callback on the day, and we were watching it and it was like super bittersweet. We're like, oh, this is this gonna be our last time ever seeing the show, but it's like, be careful what you wish for because my mom and my sister ended up seeing it countless
2: times
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah yeah
2: okay so you and i have kind of had like similar paths because like we started out like regionally right and then we went to tour and then we made it uh, eventually here in new york and did it on broadway so tell me about your experience going from like literally just like climbing the ladder well when i moved to new york after the
4: newsies tour i kind of like sneakily worked my way a little bit to like the broadway kid community in a way like i went to a few like gatherings and like had a few friends who introduced me to some people and i knew you guys and like auditions and stuff yeah. so i was like really honored for that <laughs> it, it's funny like now but like it was super cool like oh I'm i'm around broadway kids <laughs> so cool so it wasn't like insane
2: later but it, it was it felt like a natural progression but it, it was a huge honor talk about your time like in between fault like newsies and falsettos or like what did you do like in between because i know you've done like projects like a christmas story at. yeah Millard. right okay yeah. I, I did the christmas story so
4: that was paper mill and i that's where i met hudson uh oh, okay. the bronx tale i was his understudy for randy mm. it, it was still a community there right even yeah even though it wasn't broadway yet but it was it was just like people who who loved the same things, building mutual connections, and going to auditions and stuff, and just being super excited to to have moved to New York City. Right. It's really that, and then being able to to meet all these people. That that was really the experience for me there. That was really exciting. Aud- auditions were fun, and I, I did Christmas Story. I think it's like a a commercial for a, a hotel company. Oh. What was it again? Hilton. It's like oh, okay. An um, honors commercial. I was, oh, I think I did this like pilot that like finally got picked up like recently. So it's like, I think I shared it was like called The Neighborhood and I was like, watch this. But oh. I was like, yeah. That's awesome. I shared it now. So it it was just underneath Broadway, but it was like working
2: my way there and just having a yeah, good time. Yeah, it's,
1: it's a theater community.
2: And I bet that just like made the whole experience better. Like when you did get that, you know, role on in Falsettos. So. Talk a little bit about that. Like, how is that reaction? Like, you know, you saw the cast and like, how do you not become like super excited about working with those people?
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void rep prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Well, the audition story is kind of funny, so tell it. <laughs> I can't wait. I I did, so the audition and then the callback, I mean, the the callbacks are funny. Were they? Like, James was really funny in the callbacks. Mm. Oh, okay. But he had us, like, memorize all the names of the people there and, like, monologue our songs. I remember, like, the final callback, he had us walk around one of the Mendel auditioners. Is that a word? Um, And then, like. (laughs) do these random movements like followed by one person it was very unusual this is so like, funny totally i remember this yeah I, you're I, there. I was with you there yeah, yeah, yeah i took a pause i was like can i say that eli was there Ch- auditions
1: for children for theater are so interesting they do the funny they do like games some i mean yeah. if, if we're like young enough they do like i don't know it's just interesting yeah no here. that like we did
2: like a whole mirroring game and it wasn't with like when because we did stuff with like the creative team, but when we did the mirroring and stuff, it was actually other kids going for the same Jason role.
1: You know what's weird for Fun Home for the for the original like original original audition for Fun Home they they had the girls and the boys audition together the the children
2: right and then, yeah because they're trying to like mix and match like yeah so we would all audition right.
1: together and they played this game where they had the boys lay down on the floor and then they had the small Allison come up and scare them.
2: You know, yeah. isn't that fascinating? Like, very fascinating. they play these games and they do some, like, fun things in these auditions. And as a kid, just auditioning, you're just like, oh, okay. this is, like, super <laughs> fun. Like, like yeah, heck yeah, I'll play a game. Like, And then you, like, forget that you're, like, that there's other people there and you're in an audition. But, like, they do that for a reason. Same with so the Mary Poppins so audition. Yeah, like, it's so interesting the way that these creative t- teams think. You know, like, yeah. they all have their own, like, little ways that they want to try and do these experiments.
1: Anthony, totally. did, did you audition for Mary Poppins ever?
4: I think when I lived in Seattle, I auditioned for a regional production, but never, like, a Broadway or tour thing. Continue with your falsetto oh, story. Oh, yes,
1: yes, 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 Okay, yes. well,
4: I forgot my book for the final callback, and I wasn't feeling well. Oh, mm. no. So a lot of kids were talking at the final callback, and I was just kind of sitting there, like, staring in a space. <laughs> I was so nervous. And then... So the final callback happened and then later that night at like 3 a.m. I was like throwing up on the kitchen Yo, floor.
2: This is the exact thing that happened to me during finding Neverland for really? that audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told this story already, but oh, it's so did. funny that you're saying that. Isn't okay, continue, because uh, then I
4: have so a call. Okay, <laughs> I love this. That's funny that you mentioned that. The next day, right after the final callback for Falsettos, I was at a final callback for the Neverland tour.
3: Whoa. Oh my god.
4: That's so, awesome. And that's where I found out.
2: So, it, and by the way, you found out at the Finding Neverland audition? Day after?
4: Yeah. So. That's so whoa.
2: funny. Were you just like, did you just walk out of the Finding Neverland audition? Yes.
1: <laughs> like, well, no need for this anymore.
4: Yeah. It was super full circle because I auditioned for, I don't know if you know this, I auditioned for Finding Neverland like multiple times before. And mm. I like, I got super close to, to Peter once. Then I. Yeah, I think I auditioned for two other roles. So at Finding Neverland, when I got the call, it was kind of like, it was like the saying goodbye or something like that. Aww. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but uh-huh. I mean, it would have been a great experience, but it, it was just funny because I, I, I auditioned for the show for so for so long. And then while I was, I think I went in for a dance part and then waiting in the, the hall, mom got a call from from my agent. And then she was just like, her face lit up. And I was like, <sighs> whoa, what? And then we ran around the corner to like a, an empty like vending machine sure. spot and uh, Pearl, I think. Oh and my god, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: I know exactly I, what you're like, talking about.
4: Too. When you
1: said vending machine, I was like, I know where that is.
4: I think I've told the story once or twice. It's great to tell with people who who know everything that I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so was, we were like kind of jumping up and down, but we were trying to be really silent about our excitement, and then our agent said that he, he'd tell the casting people I had to leave, and then we just kind of Mom was talking to a mom there, like about how I was kind of sick. Um, they were just kind of like exchanging stories. So mom was like, "He's he's not feeling well. We have to leave." Um, oh wow! So we, so oh, we went home, good. and yeah, it was it was, a, it was a
2: good time. Wow. So how was your reaction when you found out that you got falsettos? Like, I, were, I know you were like at a casting studio, but did you just like want to sh- scream? I wanted to. I mean, it yeah. was
4: like was like, <sighs> like like really <laughs> silent. Um, it was similar to like it's always mom on a call like getting like freaking out while well, I'm just like what like when we got newsies, mom said some kind of weird things like just out. <laughs> I think she said like I- I'm so sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, but it's funny. I think she said like her pits were sweating. Too. <laughs> I think it was a casting person that we didn't. I don't think I even oh, I had an agent mom. at the time. Like she she okay. said after, after I got I got the call. And Sally and I were just listening. She was like, oh, my God, my pants are sweating. And it was the same thing for, like, falsettos. Like, she was just freaking out. And then I was just kind of watching in excitement.
2: Yeah.
1: Moms are the That's best. awesome. And I love your mom so much.
2: Yeah, it's so funny. Thank you. I love all your parents.
1: I know we all have such parents. Just a we're moment of appreciation fortunate. for all of our parents. Totally. Okay, before we go on to more about falsettos, which we're definitely going to get back to, I definitely won't have a bunch of questions about that. Can we talk a little bit about you going on tour for Newsies because you have a very interesting experience and in that you've in ex- like Eli, you've experienced both tour and Broadway. Can you talk a little bit about how being on tour as a child and what that entails for not only you but also your entire family?
4: Yeah, my mom, my sister. and I like all embarked on it. My sister was, I mean, she was a, a big sister to me at the time, but like now she's like my, younger than I am now. So it's mm-hmm. crazy that like, I mean, such a supportive sister. I mean, for me, it was just, it was just fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to go to a city and I mean, I didn't have that much time because I had a tutor in the daytime. Right. Yeah. Everyone, you, you got a tutor a lot when you're in a show.
1: <laughs> yes, you do.
4: You weren't really able to like enjoy the cities, you know? Mm-hmm. But like every Monday, we had a day off, so we normally like explored something fun in the city. There are some amazing cities we went to, so there was normally like something fun to do and a bunch of some of them were unusual. Like I went to like a watch museum. Like, oh wow! Like clocks, the but then like we went to LA and we got to go to Disney Studios, and it was so fun. You
1: like traveling?
4: Yeah.
2: Now, when you were on tour, were you able to bring your family, or was it just you and your mom? My my sister got to okay. go. Which, which okay, was good. Great. They're were, they were supportive of that. I mean, we got had to,
4: like, make things work for her. But it was... Yeah, I was just going to say, how did this well- work for her? Yeah. It was all online. Which okay, I mean, I did online, online I school from
2: 5th to 8th. Right. Which is pretty crazy. I remember that. That's so funny. Did you guys do online school?
1: Yeah, I did. I did online school. I had a really, like, wacky... School experience. I yeah, she did. I know when I when I was in kindergarten, first grade, I went to public school. When I was second grade, I went to private school. When I was third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, I was homeschooled. When I was sixth grade, I went to public school with Eli. When I was seventh grade, I was homeschooled again because I was shooting a show. When I was in eighth grade, I went back to school. When I was in ninth grade, I went to high school with Eli in the same public school, and then for the rest of high school, I homeschooled. Wacky, right?
3: Wow.
1: I know, but we we did that because we did that because you never know, really, as a child actor, like when you're gonna get something when you're gonna not it's very spontaneous and so I would go back to public school and then immediately get something be like back to homeschooling luckily the school that we went to is very flexible but it's so much easier to homeschool when like when I was Mm. in seventh grade I went to Texas for six months so I just transitioned back to homeschooling and then when I when I got back from Texas I went I went back to eighth grade it's tricky but we make it work It's 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 fun and it's it's very spontaneous. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. And you said you homeschooled from fifth grade to eighth grade. Uh. Yes. How was that? Wait. When you were in fifth grade, was that when you what was your reason for homeschooling?
4: That was uh, newsies. Uh, Was that the reason you homeschooled? Yeah. It was online school. Oh. Okay. But yeah, that was the reason. I mean, I was happy to leave the school I was at. I mean, I hated the school I was at in in Seattle. Mm. Then I mean, there was normally like a, a tutor there. Uh, It was more for 7th and 8th where there wasn't one that made me want to switch to a high school, which I'm at now. That's something that like for theater kids, that's a huge part of the experience is like the tutors and like the dressers. Like those are the hearts Yeah, Uh, and the wranglers. Like those are the hearts of of the shows. Like those people like meant the most to me, like as well as the cast and like stage management. I mean, everyone. It's a great community. But like those people, I just have such a soft spot for. 'Cause I got yeah. to know so many great people.
2: Yeah, for sure. I know that's a crazy tangent, but like tutors and dressers are great. Yeah. And it's cool because like in each city, like there's like new dressers. So it's fun to like, you know, kind of get to know them and like see like you guys have to feed off each other and have good communication in order to like complete your changes and stuff like that. So
4: Right. What's funny is like California was was weird with, with tutoring because there were they had a they yeah. had to hire a specific one just for California. And then they would, the the one I had to bank so many hours for me. If you guys don't know that like banking is when you go over for how much is required at that time. So you can use it later Mm -hmm. for when it's like necessary. Yeah. But it's
1: like saving, saving hours. It's yeah.
4: Yeah. And I banked so many hours for that. And then it ended up being, you can only use the hours in California. So I just left California (laughs) for all that for no reason, but it's funny. Like some like, some states have, like, some weird rules. But it was cool getting to know all that stuff.
1: Yeah, California has very interesting school rules. And yeah. staying on the topic of tutoring, you were also in A Christmas Story. Did you did you have to get tutored for A Christmas Story as well?
4: Yeah, every show.
1: So what's interesting about um, Newsies and Falsetto, you're practic other than your uh, understudy or your alternate, you are practically the only kid in the show. However, in A Christmas Story... Ton of kids, mm-hmm. and the tutoring experiences are very, 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 very different. Right. Obviously, the tutoring experiences for, for newsies and falsettos, it's pretty much just like you and a tutor. Mm-hmm. So it's very hands on. And the here.
4: other, uh, the alternate, right. and the right, and right.
1: the other understudy, your alternate, and then for Christmas Story, it's like this whole school where where like everyone is doing school, yeah, which is really cool because you've not only been in a show that has a ton of kids, but you've also been in shows where you and where it's just you and the understudy, and those are massively different experiences. Can you kind of explain like how being in a show with a bunch of kids is different from being in a show where you're pretty much the only kid there and the other people are all adults?
4: For Falsettos and Newsies, it was like I got to, I formed like these super close friendships with the other kid pretty much. I was with Vincent Criscilla for the Newsies tour and I was understudied by Peyton Lusk for Mm -hmm. Falsettos. And so it was for that, I mean, I got to know the adults a lot, but I spent a lot also a lot of time with those people, so I got to form really close friendships. I mean, Vincent and I on the Newsies tour made so many ridiculous like videos <laughs> and like dance numbers, I mean, not dance numbers, but like random choreography bits for like <laughs> like we were really into Disney at the time. I was in a oh, yeah. we, for some reason, I was in a huge Disney phase on the Newsies tour like whenever uh, Vincent was on stage, I would just watch movies or do something or karaoke you know that samuel sing karaoke oh,
3: yeah.
4: Yeah. Like a song on there that i'll I'll never retrieve or play for yeah. anyone no oh uh, for those it's it, it's kind of
2: like you're just hanging out with this this like new brother all the time or, or sister yeah. or whatever
1: yeah yeah
2: especially because you know you have to travel everywhere together like on newsie's tour i feel like when you tour with the cast you just become so much closer totally yeah because you guys are like in a different city like you're in like a you're not in your comfort zones quote unquote like you know you have to like kind of lean on each other and you're with each other like all the time in a hotel room or on a plane you know like
4: yeah it's fun for the the shows with like when i was in really Rosie or christmas story like there's a lot there's a lot more going on and they're a lot more friendships and like fun inside jokes, but I didn't like hang out with the adults that much. Sure. And then falsetto's like, I hung out with Peyton a lot, but <laughs> Peyton, I don't know why I emphasized the T, and I got <laughs> to get really close with the adult cast.
2: You, you know, you did tour and Broadway. Did you like the fact that, you know, you were traveling? to new states and seeing different places and had to perform or did you prefer kind of just like staying in one place and having you know those days off to actually like re-energize that's really hard i mean they're both
4: very different experiences and both that are very fun i mean if if you've only done one or, or done neither like i recommend both like having <laughs> it that said after i did newsies i felt like i was pretty satisfied with like the tour experience and i didn't have, mm-hmm. I mean Need to go on one for a while. I mean, I I might take it if I if I got a role. And now I I, I mean, definitely not for a while. But I'm open to doing a, a tour again, like in my life. But I was very satisfied with the experience. But when I left Broadway, I was like, I need to to be in another Broadway show, like because I I just missed it so much, and it was such a, a community. Like I did really love being in New York and being with all these other shows on Broadway and doing these events and that the people there sure. so maybe Broadway
2: and you performed on the Tonys with falsettos right yeah we so closing. how was that experience it was really great I mean I yeah. was, we, were, we were closed so it was very
4: fortunate we got to oh, have that we had so the, funny thing coming out sometime oh my god yay <laughs> yeah Wait,
2: there's gonna be a taping of the your production well there is a
4: taping of it it came out it's on it was in theaters for a bit which is crazy like in cinemas
2: why haven't i seen it i
4: don't know guess you're a bad Uh. friend I'm kidding. I know. No. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm failing. You. No, 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 no. We luckily had that to announce to, to have that happen. But we did A Day in Falsetto Land, which in that song, I only have one line in and I'm barely in it. But I don't know. I think James made this decision. I don't know. Who, I don't quite remember who, but they were so nice. They they made me say all the different introductions to the different characters in it. Mm. So I got to say A Day in Falsetto Land. My dad loses again. And I didn't do that in the original. Uh. He didn't want to include me. So I was very lucky. After we we ran through it in rehearsals, and James was like, Well, that's gonna sell some tickets. Too bad we're closed. <laughs> oh. so, uh, no, but it, so it was ironic, but it was very, we were super lucky to have that.
2: It, it sucks when you show clothes, you know, like to have that reunion kinda and one last hurrah is pretty cool. Totally. It,
4: it was so great. Like, I saw them a few times after doing that, and then like the premiere, or that might have been during the Tony time but then the la- launch of the cast album at Barnes & Noble those mm-hmm. were such good times because it, it was very
2: shortly after Ben we got to perform some songs there yeah. okay i wanted to talk to you about that because i've never been in like an original cast so i've never actually been able to like record an album with the cast so during that you're in school and you're you know doing shows at night and you're auditioning still like all of these things and on top of that you have to do a cast album where you can't really preserve your voice as much when you normally want to. So the, how was that experience?
4: It was great. I mean, I was really nervous. Yeah? Also, I did my first, like, 54 Below show, like, the night before. Oh. So I did a show, then that. And then I think a sh- the the show's, like, at 54 Below. The second one starts at, like, 10. Uh-huh. So I was really nervous that, yeah, I'd have no voice the next <laughs> day. But, I mean, we didn't have a show the next day, so it was really just dedicated. Oh, that's good. Dedica- it was a very crazy set of days because all that but then it was the either the day it was either election day or the day before i think it was the day before election day in 2016 oh wow so that was just a very crazy time i mean i had that extremely joyful unforgettable day and the next day yeah (laughs) we all know although that also had a, a powerful experience in itself because i think the show after election day I don't know if you guys know, remember this or seen or remember the song Trina's song. It's about th- this woman singing about tired of of the men who rule the world and mm. these these man ch- children. And there was like a, an applause yeah. like in the middle of it that never happened before. That's, oh, wow. that's pretty cool. So it was a it was a crazy time, but yeah, that's incredible. a lot of emotions.
1: Yeah, and also like the the story of False Seto's period is just super relevant to the world right, right yeah. now. So. For sure. I had an interesting question. It's something that I read online and I, I kinda just want to hear your account from it. So I read that at one point Stephanie J. Block, who we will talk about in a sec, Stephanie J. Block was sick and so was her understudy. Courtney Balin, is that how you pronounce oh my her name? God. Courtney.
2: I love her. I did Funny Neverland with Never? her. Yeah.
1: No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's the best. So both Stephanie J. Block and her understudy Courtney Ballin, they were sick. So the person who covered Betsy Wolf's character and Tracy Tom's character, Stephanie Umo, who doesn't understudy Stephanie J. Block, she had to learn the part within a couple of hours, and then she did the show with the script in her hand that Pretty night.
4: Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like, I think she was like the second for Trina or like it was planned that she would do the role, but it was at the bottom like of what she was mainly practicing for because she mainly putting her time into the the lesbians from next door, which is already a lot to learn.
1: And you you were a part of that performance?
4: Yes. So the first rehearsal she had for Trina was that day earlier when they got the announcement like on the stage. Wow! So she had the book in her hand. Um, and, and James made like an announcement before the show, and yeah, everyone was super supportive. But it was crazy. Yeah, I bet.
1: What was it like being a part of that performance? That's that's so crazy. That's wacky. It
4: was pretty pretty exciting. But she she did amazingly. I mean, she deserves yeah. so much credit. And uh, she's now. I mean, it's not open right now, obviously. But Angelica and and Hamilton no on tour. Way.
1: What? Oh my gosh! Good for her. So
4: she's so talented. Big Hamiltons, oh, and yeah. she
2: did an amazing job but it it was crazy it it was super exciting we're big hamilton fans here if you can't tell oh we talked about like the the movie on disney plus several times so like (laughs) anthony like you've literally Sydney. i know sydney said this in the intro but like you've literally done so much like literally all aspects from regional to off-broadway to broadway to tv and film like but also like your tv and film has kind of been musical theater based in a way with falsettos uh you know like being filmed just bossy Verdon, and also like indoor boys kind of because that's just like a bunch of broadway people just doing it and creating it how do you enjoy the musical theater side of like film it felt natural i mean those all three of those experiences were completely different
4: they they had that like unifying theme yeah but yeah i mean they were three very distinct experiences i mean indoor boys like I just there were two co-creators uh, Wesley Taylor and Alex um, they're both just such hilarious yeah. nice people and I just like went to an apartment <laughs> and we, we filmed the scene and with, with Carly Carmelo and it, it was just a good it was just a good time and then falsettos I was like while we were performing that was just a whole different show yeah. like the lighting was changed we, like changed lines for pbs like we censored it okay. it was i don't know if you guys have heard of this but a lot of fans setos it's not the official <laughs> name but they yes, know of this like changing yes. changing the swear words to like like my life would be flat as a lake oh, okay Chess ain't how your boyfriend thinks like those are Just all more, lines you know, like created. family
2: friendly yeah okay. and yeah. some
4: felt a little a little funny okay. to sing but I mean, it ended up working. Yeah, and then Fossy Verdon was just a completely unforgettable experience for me. I mean, if pe- people who saw it, like.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary bdw reported prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
4: i was barely in it in the show but it was such a, a long and amazing experience for me having those multiple rehearsals and like i was on set with sam rockwell once but i could not talk to him at all. Okay. I, I could not say a single word to him and like doing the the, the tap number on stage but it was like a 40s 40s maybe Style, like yeah. nightclub like everyone was like dressed in period mm-hmm. Got to like wear a, a, a suit like it just it's completely I- insane I mean I, I still can't believe that yeah happened. what
2: an honor to be a part of something like that you know just like with the two icons oh. just Fossey and Bob Fossey and Gre- Gwen Verdon like that's so cool just to say you were part of something thank like that and honoring them
4: you guys are really great hosts by the way <laughs> you guys are really really good thank you
1: thank you that means so much.
4: I mean, the, I mean I'm mean, i sure all you guys listening know this, but like, these people right here are also insanely talented and experienced <laughs> and could and be guests on Oh, he's the host now. <laughs> so what was it like for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you can't talk about that. But yeah. Thank
1: you, Anthony. I'll give you your $20 later. Thank
2: you. Can I go now? Okay.
1: <laughs> we paid him to say that.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Jer- Anthony. That means a lot.
1: No, that that means so much. We were we were very nervous. I mean, well, I don't want to speak for you. But I was very nervous about the prospect of like being an interviewer because I had only ever been on the other side of the mic.
2: Also, let's just say if we interviewed you like a couple months ago, this may not be the same interview. (laughs) So we've kind of started to get the hang of it a little bit.
1: We had to learn a lot. But
2: but thank you. (laughs)
1: We're still learning. We still have so much more to learn. But thank you, Anthony. You're doing
2: great. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So, Anthony, this is something that I wanted to talk about a little bit earlier in the podcast. But you got to work with some pretty huge Broadway icons and falsettos. You got to work with Andrew Rannells, Christian Borle, and Stephanie J. Block, who are so iconic and so talented. What was it like... Getting to work with them every single night. And do you have any like special stories of working with them?
4: Stories off to think about, but I mean, I'm sure, but my memory's terrible. But they were, (laughs) I mean, it was a gift. I mean, not just because of how talented and experienced they are, but I mean, I could not have asked for a better like for better people to work with. I mean, there was so much laughter. They were, they were so funny. We all had had such a good energy together. It was really right as we started to get to know each other. Like the first day, I introduced myself to Christian Borle. He was really nice, like very polite. Um, I was like, oh my God. I mean, in the first Broadway show I saw, and I also saw him in Something Rotten at the That's time. So like cool. Brandon, he was kind of my dream role, uh, his role in American in Paris, because I loved the role that he played. I mean, I was yeah. in awe of all of them, but really soon it became supernatural because of just how many, how great they are and how just, yeah. And I mean, when you're in a, in a show with people, you really are a company. Like, it's not like a, unless maybe you're like you're Bette Midler and hello, Dolly. Like there's not really like a a hierarchy (laughs) to it. Like you guys are all working together to, to make this show. The one of the first rehearsals, maybe the first or second, like Stephanie, I mean, she just became a mother at this time. So she she left and just like got me a cup of water and I, I didn't ask for yeah, one at all so cuz nice. she just wanted me to be so
1: hydrated nurturing.
4: totally and then like really soon too Christian started to like open up and and, and show his his funny side I mean he's a hilarious oh, person I bet. like when you might meet him at the stage door he is super nice and he he is but he is just so silly <sighs> and and hilarious it, in in the show when he he'd push the cube with me on it he would just like randomly w- mumble something to me, and it was different, <laughs> and it made no sense. But it was it was so funny. He just like wrote them. So there was a cardboard cutout of me um, in the front of the drama bookshop. No way. Which is hilarious. It's so weird. I mean, cool but weird Uh every time a friend visits i I like to show it to them because they're like what the hell (laughs) yeah it's me like hitting a baseball but i got everyone to sign it and then christian without telling me he drew a picture of batman on the back of it because he's like a huge comics fan and then he wrote all of the things he said like surrounding it so i still get to to see them whenever i want but i cannot if i told you i'd have to kill you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it ever comes back, please watch Little Shop of Horrors. Like yeah, to the people listening, he's insane in it. It's really hard to get tickets, uh-huh. but it is.
1: I want to see absolutely it so
4: incredible
2: in it. Yeah, absolutely, like, I was. I've never laughed harder. Oh my it. god! Maybe it's like a play that goes he's- wrong. He's. I, like, I never really got to see Christian Boro, because when he was doing something rotten, I was doing Pippin. When he was doing falsettos, I was in Neverland still. Like, it, it just, like, never worked that I was actually able to see him. When I saw him, it, finally, in Little Shop of Horrors, I mean, I, like, immediately fell in love with him. He plays, like, 13 different roles, and, like, every role right. is just, like... Literally, he has, like, a new voice for it. He has, like, a new, like, kind of accent. It's just, he. it's brilliant.
4: A lot of them are funnier than they should yeah. be. Like, they're in line. It's not even, they're not even, like, that funny by design. But he'll just add add something to it that completely surprises it's you. It, it's so good.
1: That's so funny because I was going to ask what role he played. Oh,
4: yeah, I, I can't tell you. Well, do, do you know the show?
1: I feel like I, I saw the movie when I was, like, three and I don't really remember. Well, maybe not three, because that's a pretty intense show for well, three Well, he played years.
4: Steve Martin, like Steve oh, Martin's
1: Oh, okay, character. okay, okay. I
4: okay. saw that movie for the first time recently. I love it so much. Anyway. but I yeah, it, it was really a movie
1: funny. when you're really young. You remember it a lot differently, and then you, like, go back to it, and you're like, this is nothing like I remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Totally. So I'm going to have to go back and watch it.
4: It's a weird one, too, to not remember much about, because it, as yeah, a, it if is- I saw that when I was really little, it would kind of, I would have kind of been little put off by it.
1: The only thing I can remember is the Venus flytrap. There, right. there was one, right?
2: Yeah, that's the whole that's the oh, whole co- concept of this show. Oh is show. it?
1: Okay, well, right, yeah, I'm going to have to watch it.
2: <laughs> okay, Anthony. So now we're going to play elicited and if you didn't kind of hear it, it's elicited. Um the word elicit means to provoke an answer, okay? And but we're going to make it kind of fast paced. Um, so we're it, it'll be super easy, I promise, N- no pressure. But yeah, Sydney, do you want to start us out?
1: I shall start us out. You sing a like baseball anthem in the show in falsettos. In reality, if you were forced to play any sport for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Baseball. Would it be baseball?
4: Uh, what are the sports against Oh swimming? my God! <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> it.
2: you did not just say that. Anthony <laughs> so. I would not know. I would that not, is not <laughs> There's football. There's we have hockey. Soccer.
1: We have football, basketball, hockey. Well, oh, no.
4: Okay, I know. I know the sports. I just oh, okay. like. I oh. don't really gravitate to a lot of them. Okay, I respect that. <laughs> okay, baseball. So
1: would it would it be baseball?
4: Yeah,
2: sure. I have I have good childhood memories of playing baseball.
1: That's fun. Okay, baseball.
2: Okay, so Anthony, you've worked with some really really cool people. Who have you either gravitated towards the most? And who is someone that you want to work with in the future? Well, I'm I'm picking a favorite person I know. Who have you, like, formed the closest bond or, like, a special bond to that you, like, really
4: appreciate? Well, closest bond, I'd say, I mean, the cast of False Set was just a really special, I mean, circumstance. But, I mean, in terms of, like, people who I, like, idolized over, I mean, like... I got to meet like Nicole Fossey uh, for Fossey okay. and That that was amazing. I mean, people who came to see the show, I was kind of shocked, like about some people coming. I, I didn't get to meet him, but like Matthew Broderick uh, was there, uh, I like Tom yeah. for a second. I got to like meet Joel Gray and like Bernadette Peters. Wow. I mean, that's kind of like how I'm choosing to answer the question. Okay. People I'd love to work with. I mean, just a lot of of, of actors that I, I really respect, like. I don't know. They might be kind of random. I mean, some of these are, like, movies, but, like... Go for it. Willem Dafoe or, like... I don't know. They're they're the most random people ever that
2: I'm first thinking of. Because it's not, like, your typical common, you know, answer. I appreciate that. Right. I mean, I I love, like,
4: Andy Samberg. Like, it would be awesome to meet him.
1: Out of every... This is a hard one, but out of every song you've performed in every single show that you've been in, whether it was a solo, a duet, or a group number, which song was your favorite to perform?
4: I'd say Year of the Child, because every everyone was kind of involved in that, and I, I got to be lifted up. I just like the fast-paced ones that have a lot of people in it, like Four, four Jews. Oh, yeah. Mm. And <laughs> those those ones were, were the most fun for me. Yeah. Anthony, what's your favorite on-stage mishap? From any show, from any show. Okay, well, I don't know this is my favorite, but I passed out (gasps) on the stage in Newsies. No way! You didn't, how am I? I don't know, I just, I guess was low on electrolytes or something, that's what my mom said. I, I don't know, everything just got dark for a bit, and then I just... Those in the world will know where we're at the front of the stage and my head just like hit a stage no light. No way. Um, I've that for like two seconds though. For, in, for Jews in Room Bitching, um, we... Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we- okay. It's a song title. There's a part where you go, "Who's who stole the bed? Who has the bed? Like I sing that, but I said who shot the bed. Oh my... <laughs> what? <laughs> Dead. Oh my God. I bet your castmates loved that one. I mean, it kind of went so fast paced that it kind of went under the radar, but like... Really? I, like, hear that incredible i mean one time like my mic my mic like flung off my face for four jews this was oh yeah this was the either the dress rehearsal or the first preview Mm -hmm. um or opening i I can't believe i'm forgetting i think it might have been the the first preview but so i i I just went off stage after the the song and then
1: four jews isn't that like the opening number yeah
4: huh I think I stayed on for that, but like right after I just left the stage and wasn't okay. in my spot, and then I came back like right in time for my line. Like I was just like uh, 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 running back, running back. Daddy is a brick. Uh-huh. It, uh-huh. I was Very lucky. And then the this this was just concerning. Like whenever the the blocks like that we build in the beginning of Act Two fall, like they just flung everywhere like so much. Like they fell into like the orca mm. shop pit sometimes. So that was that was kind of concerning. Um, but yeah, you never. You never know, I guess. that's just, Every time there's a show, there's always something that's like, is this going to work this time? Oh, yeah. Um, True. There, there are a lot of experiences like that.
1: And then there uh, are certain experiences where something has worked all the time and then it doesn't, and you're like, did not expect that to happen.
4: I mean, a lot of the ones I can think of aren't are me. I'll, I'll keep some nameless because it might be a little embarrassing, sure. <laughs> but there was an understudy once uh, mm-hmm. in falsettos whose pants fell down like, at the end of it. That's so funny. You've heard of this?
2: No, I haven't heard this. But in... This happened to you? Unfortunately, something similar happened I to me. I think
1: I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: I split my crotch. Ooh. And, like... What is that? So, like, there is a hole in, like, my crotch. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> in my pants. Um, and now I'm telling you, like... This wasn't like a, um, a small hole, like it, oh, no. it, it was pretty big oh, and I actually God. had to do like <laughs> the whole number in it and then I had to go off stage and change into like my backup pair. The
1: show must oh. go yeah, on. It, it, Wait,
2: like, what was it? it was actually in the dinner party. When, like, I have to, like, do a dance, too. Like, not, like, oh. dance, but, like, for Finding oh. Neverland, it was dancing. There was, like, a little dance break, so I guess you could say doing a own the night? I was yeah, we own the night. Yeah, so okay. I was, like, I, I have to do, like, a kick, and I was, like, ah, like, I don't want to ah. do it, like, I, oh. <laughs> I And it's, like, I didn't have, like, show, So some shows I have show underwear, but for that, they let us wear our own, and it was, mm-hmm. my underwear probably wasn't cute, but okay next topic Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's interesting is in fun home my shirt kept coming untucked i was talking about it with my dresser and she's like well i can like get like an old pair of underwear and i can sew it onto your shirt and you can wear it like a leotard and so interesting let's move on (laughs) okay anthony what is it like having fans at such a young age
4: weird (laughs) but but cool most of it, like you you see on social media, the, it's just the weirdest part when you're like with a friend, and then they're just kind of hanging out with you, and then someone goes like, "Oh my god!" and they're like, "Wait, what?" It, it, it's great, like to people listening, like don't don't be shy. Like it, it's always great to to meet you guys, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind funny. Hard to believe. I mean, we've all had weird experiences.
1: It's definitely sketchy. Yeah, it's like bizarre because normally, like you you're used to being the fan. Of like people. I
2: look up to so many people. Just to like think that some people do that, like look up to me, like it's just it's kind of it's surreal. Wrap my head yeah, yeah it's like surreal. I still have yeah, yeah, I
4: still haven't comprehended right. it. Like like people like hung up like photos. Was, like someone's like hung up photos of me before. Like so like there's been a, a ton of like fan art yeah, drawings, just say, like drawings, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i mean like someone created like a character me like in the sims like just like a Aww. bunch of like li- little examples like yeah. it's not me i'm not i'm not flexing right now i'm saying it's like funny like because i just don't i don't like really accept it as reality i mean it's it's cool i'm like i'm like this is so cool like thank you for doing this but i don't i mean
1: it's interesting that like someone surreal. someone knows you and thinks of you like that where they think of oh i want to hang up a picture of Anthony in my bedroom. Right. I, I think we all take the the platform that we have very seriously. And I think we all want to do a good job with the platform that we have to like mm-hmm. spread love and, and spread messages that need to be spread.
2: Yeah. So I know you have a lot of hobbies. Um, You know, you're absolutely hilarious. So, you, you know, you like comedians and stuff like that. And you like, you have your own YouTube channel. So what other hobbies do you have that people may not know about?
4: I love listening to records. Uh, I, I I do that a lot. That's like a passion of mine. Um, I, I love playing piano. Oh, okay. They're nothing like completely out of the ordinary sure. that like no one else does. But yeah, I, I love writing. Sometimes I create just like random garage band songs. The other one time recently, I can't believe I'm going to share this. But like, <laughs> well, it's not, that, it's not that insane, but like, it's such an inside joke with my family at this point. Like, one time, I don't know how we got to this, but I was like, imagine me as a grandpa like I, I just yeah. said that randomly and then I went downstairs and I just improvised a song like on piano me going imagine me as a grandpa oh and then I just made it on garage man la- later this is quarantine stuff. yeah like, this yeah, is yeah. just boredom we threw our cat a 17th birthday no party way with like we made a, a hat oh. for her and we laid out salmon. She's old as she, me.
1: She's old as all of us. Oh my gosh,
4: that's hilarious! Oh my
1: gosh, happy birthday know, to good her! Like yeah. Are you ever going to release that song?
4: Definitely. Yeah, expect to see on Apple Music soon. Imagine me as a grandpa. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: It's <laughs> funny because when I arranged it, it became such like an anthem. Like I added like an electric guitar and like percussion, but. <laughs> It's just it, It's just imagine me as a grandpa. That's all it's saying. That's I all love it's saying. That. I love it.
2: You're so creative. I love it.
1: So this is actually kind of along the same lines because uh, Eli mentioned that you are, like, a fan of comedy. I wanted to know, would you ever consider becoming, like, a stand-up comedian? Well, that
4: scares me. Ugh. Like, the really? idea that scares me, it's just, like, such a scary, mm-hmm. like, thing to do. But, like, I mean, I have, like, a note with just, like, a random, like, acts I thought of before. Like I think it'd be fun, honestly. Like I've really? workshopped it with a few friends before. But it's it's something like I don't take that seriously because it's just like such a I don't know if I could do it. It's just such a scary thing. But I mean I th- I, I think, I think love you can comedy. do it. I've watched
1: I've watched some of I've watched some of your YouTube videos. You were like hilarious. Thank and you. if you ever do a stand up comedy set, please yeah, invite us. We would there. love we'll be the first ones
4: there.
2: Aww thank yeah. you guys. You, ha- you just have like this creative brain that can like think of these jokes and the way that you deliver them is just like unlike anything oh, else priceless. you know so like I feel like Thank you yeah,
3: that's so yeah,
2: nice. yeah yeah I feel like you'd be like the perfect stand-up comedian. You're really so would. nice. Thank you. Comedy
1: is something that I do want to get better at so I've been like listening to like master classes. I'm currently listening to Steve Martin. Oh
4: on MasterClass.com?
1: yeah, on MasterClass.com. right
4: I have one of those.
1: Oh, it's so good. I can't get enough of it. it.'s so amazing. I think I'm probably like a lot more, a ton more comfortable with drama than I am comedy. But I do want to get better at comedy. So
4: yeah, I mean, I'd say it's it's not like my my biggest dream, but it'll be cool. I mean, I'm I'm mainly my aspirations are more like movies. Like I want to make a movie
1: one day. What what about TV?
4: I mean, yeah. I mean, they're kind of
2: intersecting nowadays. So I have one from Grace. Al Ford, I hope I'm saying that right. Her question is, "What is your best advice received during your time in falsettos?" The, the, a lot of them were being
4: like, "Just, just stay like who you are," which it sounds weird, but as in like, I was I was just super excited to be in the show. You know, you're getting like kind of this attention sometimes was cool, but mainly I was just kind of enjoying the experience of working with everyone. So when you when you go through all this just just focus on like having a good time and and being a nice person and connecting with people like like don't get don't let anything really get yeah. to your head you know yeah that's kind that's of one that like sticks with me because those sh- being in a show is just like such a, a great experience like just just enjoy the time you're in like acknowledge like how lucky you are to, oh, to be sure. in one yeah i mean no no one gave me like the key to like booking all work but, <laughs> I mean, that really just kind of resonated with me of, like, the mindset you, you should have when going into a show and, like, meet meet as many people as you can. You yeah,
2: know? and when you're working with, like, Christian Borle, Andrew Reynolds, Stephanie J. Block, and, like, all the Betsy Wolf, like, all these crazy talented people, like, anything they say, like, you have to, like, take that advice, you know? Like, it, it, even that little, like, bit, which, like, you know, our parents tell us and all that, like, it means a lot, like, and it goes, it sticks with us, you know? Yeah. Totally. It goes such yeah. a long way. For real, though, like
4: the people who, who stick with the most people like who go through the experiences are the people who are just super nice and super sociable right. and, and just enjoy the, the time that they have like that. Seriously, it sounds like a given. But it really does go a long way. Not everyone in the show is like mm-hmm. that.
1: Okay, so I have a question from Lauren <laughs> Oberdorf. Her question is, what show have you done in the past that you feel you could still confidently do? Like
4: the same role or a different Yeah, role? same role. I mean, I would say falsettos because I've seen it the most time. Like I've seen the taping multiple mm-hmm. times. But there's just like so mm-hmm. much that could go wrong with that. That would be scary. I've, I've had mm-hmm. dreams about that. <laughs> Where, where i i, where I would just oh, yeah, thrust yeah. upon the stage and i just have to to oh, do it again i'm, I'm sure yeah, you guys have had a dream like sure. that
1: i've had like 10 it's dreams terrifying of especially when they when they change the show when you go yeah. on is completely yes. different
2: also like now like thinking about it with like my voice changed you know like just thinking about like yeah. being put on there for the same role it's just like I can, I can, I can. Yeah. I
3: mean. you, have, you have to yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the
2: key. Like that's a deal breaker with
4: that. There's no way yeah. I can sing "Miracle of Judaism." Oh
2: no! Like, yeah, you can now. You can
4: totally do it. Yeah. What are you talking about?
3: That da- 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 <laughs> no,
4: Yeah. So, need none. <laughs> I guess that's my answer. Really? I guess. I guess falsettos. I remember. I would remember. It would kind of have instincts. Yeah. For that.
1: So this one is actually from a very loyal and committed listener to this podcast we love her so Uh much her at is pip x lee and i think that is like for pippa and kyler Uh lee who's in supergirl and she makes like the most adorable edits and i love her Uh so much she had a question for you. It is, do you want to focus on music and songwriting at some point? By the way, Limbo is an amazing oh, song. Oh,
4: whoa. That's a
1: good fan. So Aw, that's so She's sweet. She's the best. I know. She's so sweet. That's so sweet.
4: Yeah, that's such a a, a good question. It's yeah, good, I mean, right? I, I I do love writing songs. I don't expect a lot to come out of it, but it's just it's just something I really enjoy doing. That really means a lot of that that person sure. listened to that. I mean, I'm I'm still going yeah. to continue to write songs. I mean, who knows one day but i I seriously like i should have more of an idea of what what i'm gonna do with my life but there is just like there there's 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 so many like things little things
1: especially for someone as talented as you there's so many routes that you could go so many different same with
4: you guys man
2: like for real for you guys are gonna be world famous (laughs) podcast i believe her name is tori by the way so shout out to tori
1: anyway on that note Thank you so much, Anthony, for coming on. You were the best guest. Thank, thank you, you so much for, for sharing your wisdom. We're so happy that we were able yeah. to do so this. Fun.
2: So thank you. Thank you for chatting with us. Thank you for your willingness to come on. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. It's so to talk to you. You guys are great hosts. <laughs> Take about Anthony Rosenthal.
1: Yay, Anthony. We love you.
2: Yeah. That was such a fun round of elicit, right?
1: Oh, that was so fun. Yeah.
2: He said some, like, fun things. And the, I feel like the questions that we had, thank you, guys. Thank you, like, For those of you who actually gave us inspiration for those questions, because I know some of them were from our Instagram accounts. Yeah. So, I mean, Anthony is like one of the coolest people. He's worked with some of the legit coolest people. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And he's now like we were talking and it's funny because Anthony was he knew us. Before, like, he was actually, like, doing shows, but he just loved Broadway, and he's somehow, I guess, managed to become friends with us, (laughs) and um, then worked his way to get to Broadway, and then he was, like, it was crazy. It's interesting, before
1: we started recording, we we're talking about how we both, like, met Anthony, and I think one of my first memories of Anthony was, I met him, I think, on Halloween, Uh, on one of the halloweens um and we had just gone to the lion king because you know go back to to our episode with jeremy vias where we talk about how lion king basically puts on this whole like haunted house and and trick-or-treating maze thing um for all of the the kids and even and adults of broadway um but i remember meeting him that day because i remember all of us being in our costumes. And I remember he had to leave to – we, we all went to dinner after we, like, trick-or-treated at the Lion King uh, Theater. And we were all uh, at, like, our favorite dinner place and uh, just <laughs> hanging out. And he had to leave early to go to uh, his uh, evening show of falsettos. And I remember so vividly he left. And, like, five minutes later, I noticed he left his candy bag a uh, full of candy that he just got under his chair. And I went, no, Anthony's candy. And uh, <laughs> and then we went to see him that night and uh, we reunited Anthony with his candy.
2: What a story. <laughs> that sounds like such an Anthony story.
1: I know. It was so, it was, I was very passionate about giving <laughs> his, candy. his candy back. You, but, don't, hey. you don't want to separate a person from their candy. That's oh that's no, cool. especially a
2: teenager. No,
1: definitely not. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Um especially on like Halloween. Like this is like the only Halloween we get. I know.
1: You're welcome, candy. Anthony. The candy we can get.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what a friend. What a friend.
1: <laughs> I know. We love him.
2: No, I'm saying you giving him his candy. Oh, oh, so passionate. Oh about well, that.
1: I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She just did a hair flip for those of you who didn't see it. Um, that was okay. I mean, go off, I guess. Um, but basically, so Anthony, we talked about him being in falsettos and like he, that just brought so many opportunities his way and just yeah. with the people that he worked with and getting to perform on the Tonys. And I thought that was another interesting thing of how oh, yeah. he said, you know, falsettos closed. Yeah. But then they were able to, like, have this one last hurrah on the Tony stage. Like, yeah, of what?
1: all places, yeah. I know.
2: I mean, what, like, not many people, literally not many people can say that. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's just so special. And, I mean, I guess, like, it's still, like, your last show. Yeah. But, like, it, that they had, they had a last show. But at the same time, it's a better feeling when you know that, like, you're going to have another opportunity to perform and be with these people one last time.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a story.
2: Yeah, it's truly, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. So we were excited that he was able to share those cool stories, and we were just excited to have him on.
1: Yeah. And like always, Anthony, come back anytime, and you can even come back to be an honorary co-host if you would like. And also in the like when sometimes I go on my story and and I ask people who they want to see on the podcast and there was like an overwhelming majority was like, oh, my God, Anthony, 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 Anthony. And so here he is. And we hope you liked
2: it. Yeah. We're glad that we were able to bring them bring him to you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, this has been a bit of a longer episode just because the interview itself was pretty long. And then the intro is I, you know, I like to ramble. So (laughs) Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we hope that you guys are going to come back next week and listen to our next episode
1: yeah we had a lot of fun thank you so much
2: See you next week.
1: Sick beat, am I right?
2: For our curtain call, we wanted to give a few special thank yous to Nikki Torsha and Cormac Kalanon for our amazing music, Giselle Bustos for designing our logo, and Tessie Tokash and Sidney Lucas for editing our episodes.
1: Feel free to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are currently listening to us from. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Brittany Bigelow, and Katie Rosen at the Broadway Podcast Network, as well as our top patrons, Henry Friedman and Brian Thompson.
2: Speaking of, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Take a Bow, go check us out on Patreon at patreon.com tab and become a patron today. Through our Patreon, you will form a relationship with us and get an inside look on what goes into this podcast.
1: To learn more about this podcast, visit bpn.fm forward slash takeabow and follow us on Instagram at TakeABow Podcast, where you can contact us with any feedback, suggestions, or questions, and keep up with all things Take A Bow.
2: See you next week. Bye everyone.